the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the fantasy's finest podcast. Week one. Oh my goodness. Where do I begin with week one? I guess I could go with the Cowboys, but before I get into that, man, how did everybody do in their first week? Tons of stuff happened. Tons of shenanigans happened. I, I don't know about you guys, but week one would had some ups and downs. I kind of came out of it unscathed um, over my across all my leagues. I went 12 and nine. Um, it, it was just bananas. I lost a lot of. I got I caught a couple beatdowns. I'm not gonna lie, a couple leagues I did catch a couple beatdowns, um, but it was because of this craziness that happened over week one. Aaron Rodgers, we got to talk about that. What is going on? How do you come out so flat against the Saints like that? Winston went off five touchdowns, just twenty passes. Seriously, he didn't even crack 150 yards and he put it down the Packers. And I, you know, not not humble brag. I was the guy that was like, you know, oh, James Winston, he gets the job. He's going to be a problem. And he comes out the gate firing. So, you know, you know, I, I, I'll take I'll take that one. You know, at least for week one, it's a it's a small victory lap. You know, it's, it's just around the corner. You coming back, you know, it's nothing, nothing huge, but. Jameis Winston's looking pretty nice right now. I hope you started him. I started him in a couple of leagues. And, you know, some decisions were better than others. I'm not going to lie. I had one league where I had Ryan Tannehill going up against Arizona. Thought that was a good matchup over Jameis Winston because, I mean, did did anybody see him coming out throwing five touchdowns on the Packers? Did you think it was going to be a shootout? Probably, you know, Jameis Winston can't throw the deep ball. He can't get the ball around the field versus Aaron Rodgers coming back with a little chip on his shoulder. But, geez, Aaron Rodgers probably cost a lot of people their week one with that kind of performance. Two picks, didn't even crack 150 yards passing. Sheesh, he got the brakes beat off of him. And then the Eagles. You know, I got to talk about my hated rival. The Eagles, they look pretty good. Now, to be fair, it is the Falcons. They do suck. But that's besides the point. Nobody knew what the Eagles were going to come out looking like. Jalen Hurts, he looked really good. I might eat my words on him being a top 15 uh, quarterback. Well, I I said he was going to be top 15, and a lot of people say he's going to be top five. He looked good. He's got a he's got some some games where it might be a little tough on him, but Falcons aside, that was a great game. I can't lie. That was a great game from Jalen Hurts. Sheesh, three touchdowns, over 60 yards rushing, 200, what, 200, was it 250 or 260 yards passing? He he did his thing. He came in, they, the Eagles came in and handled business. I wanted them to lose. You know, Cowboys fan, I don't like the Eagles, but you got to give credit where credit is due, man. That was that was a great performance. The Eagles got into a rhythm and ain't looked back. 
And then they proceeded to beat the brakes off the Falcons. <laughs> Matt Ryan looked like a rag doll out there, man. They didn't come prepared. You can't run at the Eagles like that. The best part of their defense is the defensive line. And it only took them. They adjusted quickly. Mike Davis started out pretty good. And then they was like, nah, you're not. This ain't this ain't it. This ain't it, playboy. <laughs> they shut that run down. Oh, man. It, Jalen Hurts, man. I have him inside my top 15 for the season. But he might. Could he crack the top five in fantasy this year? Could he really do it? I don't know. I don't know. Then Kyle Shanahan again. If you haven't heard that term, you might you you may still be a little new to fantasy, because it's Bill Bellatrix and Kyle Shanahan again. Because Trey Sermon and Brandon Ayuk were healthy scratches. Brandon Ayuk, who was basically the number one wide receiver for a lot of the 2020 season, he didn't play. And they didn't announce it until after the game started. He was already locked in your lineups. I had him uh, at least in three three or four teams. Big hole right there. Donut. And I had friends texting me like, yo, did you see anything? What's going on with Brandon Ayuk? I'm like, dude, I don't know either. Because <laughs> I'm looking. I set my lineups before the game and I make sure I look. You know, I make sure I go over the news and you check Twitter and what's the latest from, you know, guys like Ian Rappaport and beat writers from the team. Nothing. I thought Ayuk was ready to roll. And it was like, no, he not playing. <laughs> he not playing. I'm like, nobody could tell us this a little bit earlier before one o'clock. <laughs> That'd have been nice. Nope. Ayuk shut down. Um. Stunner right there. We'll get into a little bit more of that later on in the show. I won't creep into that too much because, you know, I'm, I'm going to introduce the show in a minute. I just got to get my early stuff out the way. So bear with me. Odell Beckham ain't play. I mean, that would have been nice to know. Last minute. Oh, I'm not feeling it during warmups. Sheesh. I left him in two leagues thinking he going to play. I went to the grocery store with my lineup set. Come back to the car. Odell Beckham not playing. What? I mean, that'd have been nice to know. Donut. Nothing there. And I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. The Cowboys, they took an L. Golden rule when playing Tom Brady. You never give that man the ball back. With time on the clock, you never do it. Never. Because Tom Brady will make you pay for it. And I've seen him do it more times than not. But that aside, the Cowboys look good. And a lot of people, I don't think people understood what the game plan was to come in and try and attack the Bucks. Because, you know, right after the game or, you know, a couple days after the game, oh, Ezekiel Elliott should have ran the ball more. What? Did y'all forget that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was the best run defense in the league last year? Giving up 80 yards a game? They were first against the run. You don't attack. If anything, you watched the games last year. You don't attack the Bucs by running at them. You throw the ball. 
Ezekiel Elliott should have had more rushing attempts. And uh, Cowboys fans, I need y'all to be, I need, and I'm not trying to take shots at my fan base, but I need you guys to be smarter. You don't run at, running at a tough defense is exactly what got Jason Garrett fired. You, you don't remember the Minnesota game last in 2019? Oh, we're going to impose our will. We're going to run the ball on anybody. We can do that. No. You do not do that. You A good coach comes in and game plans against the weaknesses that the opposing team has and exploits them. That's what this Cowboys team looked like they tried to do. Granted, Dak Prescott throwing 58 times is not great. You don't want him doing that. Totally understand that part. I don't think that that's something that's going to be a trending topic later on in the season. We don't face another team that has a run defense like this. Not this good. So I don't think we're going to see the Cowboys making Dak Prescott throw 58 times or 60 times or 54 times nothing like that that's crazy but come on guys i need y'all to think and Dak looked great 403 yards three touchdowns only one pick because it bounced off cd lamb's hands i mean come on y'all gotta love that and the defense shut down the run <laughs> did you see that coming because i didn't I was just hoping it wasn't going to be as bad as last year. And people were like, oh, well, Brady threw for 400 and something yards. He's got the best wide receiver core in the league. He can do that almost at will. How many core, how many defenses, how many defenses are going to shut that kind of passing attack down during the season? The only way that, that the only way that happens is if the Bucks decide we're not throwing that much this today. It's not. And I'm not saying the Bucks going to be perfect, but who going to stop them in the NFC? Who going to stop them? I don't know. We're going to see because it's only week one. <laughs> but let's get into the show. In this episode, we're going to be doing our studs and duds for week one. And I got you covered with some waiver wire options for your fantasy leagues as we get ready to head into week two. So I got you guys covered. You know, we're going to take care of some stuff in the news, but like always make sure you follow the podcast at fantasies finest on Twitter, on our social medias, on Instagram and Facebook at fantasies finest. You can follow the host too. You can follow me on Twitter at hype underscore finest. You can follow Jalen at ace underscore ECA four, and you can follow Mark at McNux M C K N U X on Twitter. Make sure you follow the podcast. Hit the subscribe button on all your favorite po- podcast platforms like Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so many more. Wherever you can find us, hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends. And don't forget to check out the website, thefantasiesfinest.com. We got a ton of articles coming up. We're going to take care of you during the season. Check out our information, all that good stuff. We got you covered. Injury report starts and sits, all that good stuff. We got you for the season. So let's get into the show. News time. News and notes from around the NFL. 
All right, man. There's a lot of stuff going on coming out of week one. A lot of carnage. Well, maybe carnage is a strong word, but it's a lot of injuries, big injuries. Washington loses quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick with a hip injury against the L.A. Chargers. Per ESPN's Adam Schefter, Fitzpatrick is expected to miss the next six to eight weeks. He will be on IR. Tyler Heineke will start for the football team. Is it early to say that their season is over? Is that fair? Because I'll be honest, the only reason they may have had a chance outside of the defense, I, I know everybody loves the Washington defense. That's all I heard this offseason. But without a quarterback, it's a little bit tougher. They had Alex Smith last year and just won seven games with that stellar defense. I don't know. I don't know. 49ers, they lose Raheem Mostert, lands on IR. He will miss the next eight. Actually, no, let me correct that because before I came on, this information was updated. He's out for the season. He's done. Finito. He announced on social media that he's going to have surgery on his knee. Um, per reports, after the injury was revealed, uh, he has torn cartilage or a chipped cartilage in his knee. He elected to have seizing ending surgery. He's done for the season. And keep it a buck. This might be his last ride with the 49ers because they went and drafted Trey Sermon, which I'm not buying. He's not, I'm not buying the whole, uh, he wasn't ready, blah, blah, blah. I think something else happened there, but we, we gonna get into that a little bit later. They drafted Trey Sermon and they drafted Elijah Mitchell who went off after filling in for Raheem Mostert when he went down 19 carries, 105 yards, one touchdown against the lions in week one. You know he's going to be on waivers. <laughs> you know he's going to be on waivers. Everybody's going to be trying to get that, man. So let's get into it. Trey Sermon and Brandon Ayuk were not used in week one. We talked about it earlier in the outset of the episode. Kyle Shanahan noted that Brandon Ayuk was coming back from a hamstring injury late August, and he trailed off late in camp. But here's the kicker. He also told reporters that he's still learning to be a pro. I don't know about you, but when I read that, that made me think that Ayuk did something, something egregious enough to get him bumped off of starting in week one. He must have did something young boyish, something stupid to get him bumped off of week one. I don't know what it is. Maybe rumors that he missed some kind of curfew. I don't I can't confirm it. I've been trying to look into it. I haven't found anything substantial, but there's something to that line. He's still learning to be a pro. Because I heard nothing about him trailing off in camp. I Everything seemed fine. So I think there's a little bit more to the story. Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. Kyle Shanahan states that there's no firm hierarchy in the backfield. Well, there is now because <laughs> there's about two of them left and Jermichael Hasty. 
who was on a roster bubble during camp. So, and I had, we, I was talking to with some guys on uh, Twitter about, you know, uh, Trey Sermon's not the guy and it's Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson will be back in a couple weeks. And I'm like, Jeff Wilson, he's good. He's been good in spots, but he's never been able to take that lead spot. Not from Raheem Mostert, who's been injured. And then he went out and drafted two more guys. Jeff Wilson's not the answer. And I firmly believe Trey Sermon is going to get his shot. Definitely more so now that Raheem Mostert is out. So, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I hope you ain't dropped Trey Sermon after just being a healthy scratch. Because that might be, that might come back to bite you. Broncos. Wide receiver Jerry Judy escapes week one with a high ankle sprain. Now, I'll I'll be honest. When I saw that injury, when I saw him get tackled and he got his ankle rolled up, I was like, oh, no. It did not look good. It did not look good. I was worried because, you know, I'm not a Broncos fan, but I, I had Jerry Judy. I got some shares of Jerry Judy, and he was killing it. Cortland Sutton was, you know, they were easing him in. He's back, but they're like, you know, we're – we just want you to get your feet wet out there and get acclimated to the game. You've been off for a while. It was the Jerry Judy and Noah Fant show to me when I was watching it. And then he went down with the ankle. I was like, no, please, no. Because it looked worse than it was. So apparently, uh, per Zach Stevens, Vic Fangio told reporters that Judy would miss some time, but hinted that the, t- the time he would have off is just for recovery. So there's no plans for surgery for Jerry Judy, he's going to land on IR. He's going to be there for hopefully three or four weeks. High ankle injuries are normally around six weeks. So if you got an IR spot, you know, throw him over there. Don't drop him. But that'll be it for the news. Now let's get into week one studs and duds. <laughs> Give me. May I help you? Hey, stud. Vicky Malacorte, this is a, quite a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I just got out of jail. I heard you were playing football. It's a dud, sir. All right. So normally what I like to do is I like to take a, the top performer from each position and then uh, roll with it because uh, I don't I don't want to make this too long, you know, because there were so many guys that were doing next level stuff. So I got to give it to quarterback. It's got to go. It's got to go with Kyler Murray, man. Kyler Murray went 21 for 32, 289 yards passing four touchdowns, just one interception. And then adding another 20 yards rushing in another touchdown. He was cooking. Cooking. The Titans. Yo. I knew the Titans defense was not that great. But Jesus. He put a whooping on them boys. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was going to be more along the lines of it's going to be a, a bit of a back and forth. You know, you got Julio Jones over there with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Derek, big man, Henry. They shut that man down. 
shut him down. And then Ryan Tannehill was looking mighty average over there. Mighty average. I could I was stunned. Especially since I had Jameis Winston on the bench, you know, and he went off for five touchdowns. But that's besides the point. Ryan Tannehill was looking average and Kyler Murray was cooking with gas. 33.5 fantasy points. Elite fantasy option for week one. Straight cooking. Running back. Christian McCaffrey. 21 for 98 yards. Nine receptions for 89 yards. No touchdowns. And he still put up 27 fantasy points. Nearly 28 fantasy points. Jesus. That he's Christian McCaffrey very well may be fantasy proof. There's just no no drop in his game. And I I wasn't concerned about injuries for him. It was a matter of the system around him. Sam Darnold sucks. Let, let's, I don't care what y'all say. Sam Darnold, he'll be better than what he was with the Jets. That's a given. He's not in the same system anymore. But to me, Sam Darnold is what he is. He's not great. He's not good. He's, uh, he's, he's okay. He's not great. But apparently Christian McCaffrey don't care nothing about that because he was getting busy. Now, it could be because the Jets weren't aren't that great either, but we'll see. But for right now, he's he's the top dog in fantasy this week. Now, wide receiver, my guy, Amari Cooper, balled against the Bucks, 13 for 16, excuse me, 13 of 16. I got a little too excited. 139 yards, two touchdowns, 38.9 fantasy points. Your wide receiver one for week one. Everybody thought, you know, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is a new wide receiver one for the Cowboys. Amari Cooper talking about he the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, right. Amari, came, Amari was like, a word? <laughs> okay, hold my beer real quick. And he cooked the Bucks in secondary. Because he has a good quarterback, but I'm not going to get into that either. Amari Cooper, dominant in week one. In case you don't, y'all don't know, these are my studs. <laughs> just in case I didn't say it from the outset, I just want to make sure that that's covered. These are my studs. Rob Gronkowski at the tight end position. It was a little close. A little close. Rob finished with, he went eight for eight for 90 yards and two touchdowns against the Cowboys. It might look mean to look into that defending the tight ends. You know, that's not a good look. But Gronk, he's supposed to be washed, right? Oh, he took a year off. Oh, he wasn't that great last year in 2020. Y'all sure? It seemed like the people that, that know football told me Rob Gronkowski is done. He ain't look done like he looked done that, that game. He was he got all the tight end snaps for the Bucks. OJ Howard, who? Whew, man, Gronk was a bad man. Darren Waller had caught one, he caught two more passes. He might have passed him. Because <laughs> Waller had like 19 freaking targets on Monday night. 
ridiculous. But Rob Gronkowski gets this one for this week. Those are my studs. Now let's get into these duds. Aaron Rodgers. You're up first, buddy. 15 of 28, 133 yards. Only four, barely five yards up a pass attempt. Two interceptions. This bum gave me 1.32 fantasy points for week one. Aaron Rodgers? Now, nobody's perfect. But he certainly wasn't perfect this game. Holy crap. Did anybody think starting Rodgers in this game was going to get them barely a point? I was livid, man. I was livid watching this game. I didn't even watch the game, man. I was just checking the scores. I can't watch every game. <laughs> I had to, you know, I got to do family stuff sometimes. Wife be looking at me all crazy if I'm just sitting there watching the, watching the games all day. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I did not expect this. I don't think anybody expected Aaron Rodgers to come out this flat. Ridiculous. Running back, Saquon Barkley. Now, to be fair, it's not. I don't think it's all. It's not all Saquon Barkley's fault. You know, the Giants were coming in; they were easing him in. Um, he's coming back from an ACL injury. He only had ten carries for twenty-six yards. The offensive line for the Giants is not good. I know if you haven't heard, their offensive line sucks. One catch for one yard. Three point seven fantasy points on the day this is the one i kind of feel bad for adding him because you know it was i was always concerned about his workload coming into week one the giants did the right thing by you know protecting him and not dumping a whole workload on him you know coming fresh off that acl injury and them taking care of him during camp so i can't be too tight about this but how long are they gonna do it that's the question now, I expect them to do it heading into week two because uh, they got the giant. Uh, they got the Washington football team on Thursday night. I expect them to do it again. But that's two weeks. Granted, it's a short week for the Giants, but it's still two weeks. How long are they going to keep Saquon Barkley under wraps for the season? Coming in at wide receiver, this one I didn't expect. I was, he had all the hype coming in from preseason. And granted, I was behind that hype train too. Marquez Callaway, only two targets, one catch for 14 yards, 2.4 fantasy points in week one. Straight stinker. And he's the only wide receiver. Winston threw five touchdowns and ain't throw this man one bone. <laughs> Sheesh. Now the Packers defense probably, you know, took him away considering he was probably the only likely wide receiver there. Deontay Harris caught a touchdown. Juwan Johnson. Remember the name or we talked about him. Caught two touchdowns. Outperformed everybody's. Sleeper, tight end, darling, 
Adam Troutman, three less targets. Mm. I don't know. But Marquez Callaway did not have a great game in week one. I think he bounces back next week. I think the uh, Winston's going to throw more than what twenty passes. <laughs> Jeez, twenty six? Was it twenty six? Twenty one? It was low, <laughs> to say the least. He he didn't crack thirty. He he didn't have to. <laughs> he threw five freaking touchdowns. Oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And he really put this man against Taysom Hill and was like, y'all got to compete for the quarterback one for the Saints. Sean Sean Payton, you a wild dude. Tight end. I'm going back to the Packers. Robert Tanyan. Four targets, two catches, eight yards, 2.8 fantasy points. Stanker. It's Andrew. It's Aaron Rodgers' fault. <laughs> come on, man, Tanya. How you gonna do your boy Tanya like that? You come out and, and have a stinker like that. Pu. Robert Tanya is way better than that. And you're down, and you don't even try and throw to get back into the game. Like what? That something wrong with Rodgers, man. It's just it's mental too. Like, he's got that I don't care look on his face. You can see it on the sideline in the game. I caught a couple highlights. You know they was painting the camera at him. Unacceptable. Get out your feelings. Get in the game. Don't waste your play. Don't waste your players' time. Don't waste your teammates' time, man. Get on the ball. I was talking to my mom. I I talked to my mom about football a lot. And she asked me. What was up with Rodgers? He ain't look right. I was like, I don't know. She was like, you think he throwing the game? I was like, hmm. That's possible. He is kind of petty. <laughs> but I was like, nah, man, he, he don't do that. But if he does it again against who's they got Detroit in week two. Start pointing the finger, man. Start me looking at him. But. We need more from Robert Tanya. And we need Aaron Rodgers to be able to deliver him the ball. But that's my studs and does for week one. Let me know what y'all think. Who y'all think should should be on this list? Let me know. Now let's get into waiver wire ads for week two. We changing it up. We called this uh cop and drop last year. It's through the wire. We going we that's what it is this year. Season three, through the wire, waiver wire ads. Okay, so I don't know if you're in the market for a quarterback. But let me know if you've heard this name before. Carson Wentz. I know you're like, oh, come on, dog. Carson Wentz? Seriously? I don't need a quarterback that bad. Just hear me out. Carson Wentz, first game back. 25 or 38, 251 yards. 6.6 yards per pass attempt. Not bad, but not great. You know, you probably you want him floating around that seven, 
7.4, 7 and a half range, 18.34 fantasy points. He still managed to finish as a top 20 quarterback for week one, and he's rostered in just three and a half percent in NFL leagues. I mean, you may not need a quarterback. If you have a QB2 league, he's more than likely already picked up. But if you had a quarterback that didn't perform up to your standards, you're looking to make a pivot, or you drafted Jared Goff, (laughs) Carson Wentz may be the perfect opportunity for you to get out from under that bad decision. Running back, of course, Elijah Mitchell, or Eli Mitchell, or whatever it is. I've seen two different names on two different sites NFL has him as Eli Mitchell and I think it was a sleeper that had him as Elijah Mitchell so whatever they call him his last name Mitchell for the 49ers running back he went off 19 carries 105 yards 5.5 yards a carry and scored a touchdown 16.4 fantasy points he's on waivers He's more than likely going to be the number one waiver wire ad heading into week two for good reason. Now, I will say I do think with this news of Raheem Mostert being out for the season, they're going to activate Trey Sermon. But I also believe that the backfield will be Sermon and Mitchell going forward with a little bit of Jermichael Hasty sprinkled in. Those are the two backs to own. If you can get Elijah Mitchell, awesome. It's going to be tight, though. If somebody drops Trey Sermon, go scoop him. Some people make crazy decisions. I've seen people drop Michael Thomas, the Saints wide receiver. And we have IR spots in our we have IR spots in our leagues. I th- I picked him up and I put him right on IR. So I have a chance to have Michael Thomas in week eight if I'm playoff bound. But people make crazy decisions sometimes. They drop people and they don't think twice about it. Take advantage. But those are the go- those are going to be the two running backs, I think for the rest of the season. Even after um Jeff Wilson comes back, he'll more likely be, you know, the in case of case of injury, we have another running back we can use. Hasty is okay. I don't think he's going to threaten them too much. He has the experience, but they drafted those guys for a reason. And just in case you don't get Elijah Mitchell, you might want to take a crack at Mark Ingram. 26 of 85. Wow, I keep saying of 26 carries for 85 yards, one touchdown, 14.5 fantasy points. Now, let's be honest. Nobody saw this kind of workload coming from Mark Ingram. Everybody thought, including myself, thought that they were going to do a freaking committee. And I hate committees. I stayed away from the Texans backfield altogether. I wasn't going to take the chance, but if you need a running back, Mark Ingram is owned in just three and a half percent in NFL leagues. 
if they're going to ride Mark Henry, Mark Henry, <laughs> you see, this is what happens when you're tired. Mark Ingram, who I was just talking about, if they're going to ride Mark Ingram and give him this kind of workload, give get put in that claim for him. You may need a wide receiver or two. Christian Kirk had a fantastic game. Five for five, 70 yards, two touchdowns, 24 fantasy points. Owned in just 2.6% NFL leagues. He's out there if you need a wide receiver. There are some other guys too. And this is just a quick shakedown. We're going to have a um, waiver wire ad article up on the fantasy's finest website so there'll be some more names up there but i'm just giving you two of the, a couple of guys that really caught my eye another one cole beasley he had 13 targets 13 targets 60 yards eight receptions 14 fantasy points his is a little higher he's owned in 37.8 percent rostered in the nfl leagues but he's still out there and him and Josh Allen are comfortable. Him, Diggs, and Allen, those are his go-tos. You can get Cole Beasley. F- great flex option. Maybe even get into the end zone a little bit more this season. But he getting that kind of targets here? I-, I want a piece of that. And then at tight end, I mentioned Juwan Johnson. He had, uh, what did he have? He had a two. He had three targets, twenty-one yards, two touchdowns. I expect that workload. I, I expect him to be involved going into the uh, deeper into the season. They don't have any wide receivers. The Saints don't have any wide receivers. Jawan Johnson should be a guy that you should be picking up off of waivers, and either stashing him on on your bench until his workload increases, or you roll the dice week to week. And uh, give him a shot. If you're a tight end option that you have already, it's not great. And then he, uh, another guy I want to add, he's a little bit higher rostered too, at 63%. Jared Cook, five of eight for 56 yards, 10 fantasy points. But we know how the Chargers get down in terms of passing. One of the most. Vol- I'm going to choke, choke this word out too. Voluminous. Is that the right word for volume? But <laughs> there's a lot of volume going on in the Chargers. Tons of volume in terms of passing attempts. And Jared Cook is one of the beneficiaries. If he's in your waiver pool, I suggest you add him. He could be, he could be one of the tight. Tight end is such a tough spot because you never know what you're going to get outside of those first top guys. It really is tough. But when you got volume to me, volume is King. If they're getting the target share, that's where the opportunity lies. So these are my guys for what top waiver wire ads for this week for week heading into week two. Let me know what you think. This is just a quick rundown. Um, Cause I didn't want to keep the episode too long. But we're going to have a full length article on the Fantasy's Finest podcast, not the podcast, fantasysfinest.com. That'll be up there for you to check out. 
if you're looking for any more options. And just because you miss on your waiver wire target doesn't mean there isn't a pivot. Make sure you set your waivers every week. Make sure you set your waivers every week. How many leagues you got doesn't matter. Make sure you get them all in. See how it goes. And a little tip. I set my alarm. (laughs) I set my alarm for like two in the morning when waivers go through and I keep my phone by my bed. Just a quick, just a quick one. Alarm goes off a little buzz. I peek over and see what's going on. Who got what? Who's still out there? And sometimes if I'm tired, I won't make a move. You know, I'll just keep track and see who's who's where and I go back to sleep. And then I wake up. I normally wake up for work around five, six o'clock. And I go, I'm like, man, they still here. I can get them. And I'm making moves in the morning before everybody wake up. <laughs> hey, man, that's what you got to do sometimes. That's what you got to do. You want to win that W. But that'll be it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Wrapped it up nice and proper for you guys. Thank you for listening. As always, make sure you check out the uh, podcast. Make sure you subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you follow us on social media. Our social media is jumping right now. And it's all because of you uh, giving us a chance and listening to us and um, sharing the engagement. And we really appreciate it. And make sure you stop by the Check out our articles. Always willing to engage. Leave some comments on our articles, questions, thoughts, all that good stuff. We want to engage with the people who are giving us a chance. As always, man, we appreciate it. So that'll be it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. And we will check you out heading into week two. I hope y'all guys got the W. Oh, if I can't remember if I said it in the outset, but just in case I, I think I did. I think I told y'all what my record was. I think I'm going to be doing that this year. I want to make sure I get it through the year. So across all my leagues, I'm going to give you my rundown on the moves that I make, how I did in each league, and give you my records for each week. And then we'll see how I do in the end. And then you can judge me off that. So 12 and 9 this week, over 500. I'll take it. Just got to watch the news a little bit closer. And uh, hopefully they won't wait until after kickoff for some of these announcements to be made. Because I know it caught a lot of people off guard with especially with the IU thing but thanks for listening man we're gonna shut it down talk to you guys in our next episode peace thanks for listening to the fantasy's finest podcast be sure to join the community on facebook and follow us on twitter too at the fantasy's finest see you next episode